You're listening to Salt and Light Arts Podcast with your host, Joanne Hoy. Today, I am fortunate to have a really good friend on my show today, and her name is Veronica Early. I call her Ronnie, Um, and I think that she has an interesting uh, story that will bless people um, concerning her call to um, the arts. And so, Ronnie, are you out there? Yes, I am. Welcome. Welcome to Salt and Light Arts. I'm excited to have you on our show today. And um, Ronnie, could you tell us a little bit about um, yourself, um, including um, where you got started with the arts and um, how you've evolved to what I call you as a triple threat? I I consider you a triple (laughs) threat because you sing you dance, you're a poet, and you're an actor. Um, and I think with dancing, I want to throw on that just a little shave of choreography as well. So could you share a little bit about that? Oh, absolutely. It'd be my pleasure. Um, well, um, it started many years ago, really. Um, I was probably 1982 when I started singing. But uh, unfortunately, you know, sometimes it's when you're young, you hear a lot of messages that, um, you know, you can't do this, you can't do that, you, you're not good at this. And I unfortunately, I heard those messages when I was younger, and they kind of got in the way, you know, of uh, me hearing God's call uh, for the things that he called me to do, especially in my singing area, in the singing area of the arts. Uh, but as I got into high school, I had, um, you know, teachers that believed in me, and I tried out an audition for things and uh, continued to believe what God had told me. Don't let anyone else define you. I created you. Let me define you. And as that that career and that calling was revealed, it was actually revealed through other people. Because I couldn't hear God's voice on that call. He, they would actually tell me, you know, um, how it blessed them and how God is using me to do those things. So being young, I didn't know that, uh, that God was actually calling me until others had to reveal his word to me. And then I began to have that one-on-one relationship with him. And it just continued to grow. That's just in my singing, um, in the singing genre. But as I kept growing in that area, that was my way of worshiping him. That was my way, my passion of communicating with him one-on-one. You know, that it's like a dance. And you have that intimate relationship that you don't share with anyone else but the love of your life. And fortunately, that's what I had in singing. Well, lo and behold, it didn't just stop at singing. Uh, fortunately, I moved to California, and I met <laughs> Joanne, um, which took me under her wing and just showed me that I could have that same relationship and dance with God. And I think the way it impacted me was beyond um, my wildest imagination. 
that I could have that intimate relationship with God in my dance. Because I danced before, but I never equated the two, singing and dancing, as complete worship. And so as I grew in that, it just became more and more of a more intimate and in-depth relationship that he revealed himself to me. So um, that's, that was in probably year, the year 2009 when I first came here to California, and I had great mentors that shared with me um, how to worship God even in dance, and that you get to dance before the Lord as David did, and uh, taught me how to choreograph, to, that I'm not really the choreographer, but God is the greatest choreographer, and he can show you moves and 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 pieces to the 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 art that he wants to see and i guess that's the beauty of it is that he tells you what he wants to see and then you just do it so it's the arts have impacted me in a greater way than i can ever express really that it's an intimate relationship with him and i've continued to grow and grow of course when i came back i left in 2000 uh, 12, but then we came back in 2015 and just went on another trip, uh, getting into a relationship with God even deeper with the arts because I kept many of my works to myself and I just wrote them to my children and I wrote books. I had little books that I've hidden away and tucked away. And again, you know, I had beautiful mentors uh, such as Erwin and Joanne to pour into my life and watch them have that communication with God with spoken words and never knew that you could introduce that, that God has given you those talents, gifts, skills, and abilities to share back with him. He gave them to you for a reason and he wants you to share them with him in full worship. So when in the arts, you get to experience God on a different level than just in one arena, whether it's singing or dancing, and they're all separate, but to put them all together, you touch all the senses, the, the, the eyes, the heart, the mind, the feelings, and it, it just moves it to a more deeper and beautiful relationship. Okay, that's good. Um, I know you've touched a little bit about the singing, because I think that's how I met you originally was um, you were singing and I was uh, the creative arts director at a church in town and um, I was looking for dancers. So I remember, you know, talking to both you and your daughter, Kala, who's another wonderful uh, worship dancer. And um, I know that um, it was just introducing the, I call it the conversation with God and listening to him mm-hmm. actually provide you directions. And sometimes it's visual and it's always confirmed. Could you talk a little bit about what the conversation with God is in your choreography that you've learned from? Wow. Uh, the, the conversation that we normally experience, I've usually experienced it mostly in, um, in dreams or in that quiet time that he he speaks to me as well. I I was taught to be able to just be still because God is always talking and he's always communicating to us. 
So sometimes you have to be still. And my stillest time is usually when I'm I'm asleep. <laughs> and around 2.30 or 2.45 in the morning, he'll wake me up and um, share something with me. And I'll have to write it down or I'll have to remember it or record it um, to be able to remember what he showed us. Uh, there are other experiences that we've had in the relationship with God being the choreographer and showing those things that they're usually confirmed in another artist um, because God will speak to you and say, well, you don't have all of this, but you have some of it. And this person has the other half and they'll say something and you go, I see it. I see that, you know, I see what God is showing you. And it's really been remarkable for the simple fact is you don't have to come up with everything. It's like you're finding a nugget that God has already created for you to, you know, to find, you know, and, and, and deliver it back to him. Yes. So those are some of the ways that he, he does uh, experiencing him and how he becomes that choreographer in your life. Yes. And, um, those are some wonderful moments, and I really, um, I myself have grown from what he has um, shared with me, and I could pass it on to uh, um, artists like yourself. One of the new things that I think you had mentioned but kind of discovered on your own was that you're a poet. And uh, um, could you share a little bit more how you kind of found your way into poetry and spoken word? I know that we've done a couple of different shows for the last year, actually. It's kind of taken off. Um, It was called Organics, The Making of a Woman. And Mm -hmm, as mm -hmm. we worked on the show um, at different places in San Diego Lyceum Theater downtown, um, there was a part at some point where God connected with you and just opened uh, your mind uh, to see and to show you that he just didn't call you to sing and he just didn't call you to dance. Um, and you found yourself acting and you found yourself <laughs> as a writer. Um, could you share a little bit about that? Oh, wow. Um, well, like I said earlier, uh, there were some things that I had just written for myself, and I wrote little poems or books for my children, you know, such as Billy McCall and his great adventures, and I've also written, um, you know, different different poetries, like if uh, if I could touch the hem of his garment, and I just hadn't completed them, but I wrote them for my family, and it was like my secret that I was keeping um, to myself, and what I wasn't sharing it. And like I said, I went along with, uh, I, you know, a group of women got a hold of me and they were poets and I just admired their tenacity. I admired their inspiration that they could touch a heart with just the words that they would mention and how it, you know, and how God would use that. And you would see exactly where you were in their poetry. And I think that's when, you know, they looked at me and and Joanne just, you know, you, Joanne, again, I just praise God for people like you that that pour into people like me and that you see what God has to offer in their lives. And you stir it up 
and you cultivate it and you even grow it and you just continue to say, God has more for you. And you see that in that person. And to be able to do that in a person's life, it's only a God thing, you know, because God has to show you that, that value in that individual. And I'm just so grateful that I've had women mentors such as yourself to pour into me and see those things that, that were hidden. Because like I said, growing up, I wasn't encouraged a lot to use my arts or use my talent or my writing and gifts and skills and abilities. Um, they were actually to the world or to my family really set to the side and they weren't valued, but to have someone value those and see what, how God can use them because he put them in you and then bring you alongside them and grow you then and inspire you with their words and then tell you, Hey, you have something you wrote a long time ago. God wants you to look at it and reopen it and readdress it. And the funny thing is, is they didn't know anything about it. So I know that that had to be come, that had to come from God. So that's why I said God had to reveal a lot of things to me from other people. And because I couldn't hear that voice of, hey, I've got something for you and I want you to do this. Because the noise, you know, the world kind of drowns that out sometimes. And uh, you get nervous for even thinking that way, and you don't believe in yourself. And so having someone that does and knowing that they're from God just inspires you to do even more so. And I don't think I would trade that relationship for anything in the world because it has given me such a deeper and more intimate and more personable relationship with God. And it's, it's like worshiping him in spirit and in truth completely. And I don't think I can say anything else can give you that um, <laughs> besides the arts, you know, I, because it touches your mind, it touches your body, it touches your soul, it touches in deeper places than just one genre can touch. Yeah, that, that's some really good stuff right there, Ronnie. I really appreciate you sharing some of that because I know um, – um, I know you guys tease me sometimes like I'm like I do things and I'm not really sure how I'm doing it. And, and they're, you know, everyone's <laughs> kind of like, well, Joanne. And so um, I don't know if I had a similar upbringing. I think for my parents it was just to try it and to always just try. And so the connection for me growing up wasn't um, that I couldn't do it. It was, did you try to do it? And mm-hmm. so um, after several years of not really thinking I was an artist. It was I learning that I was or learning that God had called me to be, mm-hmm. excuse me, an artist that um, these all of a sudden I start seeing things and hearing things. And I think I might've always seen them and heard them before, but I wasn't able to kind of translate that. So now I'm I'm looking at this this particular opportunity to help other artists see mm-hmm. maybe at an earlier age so that they're they're aware of their worship and their calling from God. So Ronnie, what would you share to others that about sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ via the arts? What would you what would be something that you would like them to know on this side of the things that you've experienced? 
I would rob, I would probably tell them to to understand that God has placed every talent, gift, skill, and ability in them for His glory, and for Him to them to use it for His glory and His purpose. Because because God has set us aside for good works, and He has put those gifts, talents, skills, and abilities in us for His glory. And for to bring him glory, to worship him in spirit and in truth, to um, use those gifts and don't let anyone, you know, demean them and say, well, this one's not important because you don't sing or because you don't. Because God says, hey, the spoken word, I will put my words in your mouth. You know, he says he will give you the words to speak and they will be from him. To his people, because I've always remembered that I was I have an audience of one, and he is my main focus. So if he stays the main focus, then he will communicate with me what he needs to do through my talents, gifts, skills, and abilities. And I'm just very thankful that if those people or young people know that they have a talent that God has given them, that they have the zeal of Paul. And the tenacity of Paul and the love of David for the God that they serve to use it for his glory. Because he will be the one that will manifest it and allow them to use it for his glory. So Amen. I think that's what I would say with, to them. <laughs> Amen. That's that's really good. I appreciate that. Because I know um, even with the women and young men that I've worked with in dancing or in my productions, there's, there's, there's that piece where they just don't know, or they're just trying it, or it seems interesting, or, you know, it's something that they are drawn to. They're not even sure why they're drawn to it. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. so I like to cultivate that I like to show them that the arts is important you know I've talked to um, all the different productions and ministries that I've been in that the arts is a language I believe it's one of the languages that people aren't really familiar with a lot of people Mm -hmm. feel that unless they're on platform and they're doing praise and worship and they're singing that singing and music is really the only kind of art form that God um, really appreciates or has input in that's not true and so you will have a value whether you're a graphic artist or whether you're a photographer I mean we met this amazing Christian photographer when we did a photo shoot and you can tell that that is her passion that's what she's called to do but there's a place for that there's a place for the dance the dance and other arts can and should be used in the worship service so that you do reach, you had mentioned earlier about reaching um, the, all the senses. We are learners. There's kinesthetic learning, there's Mm -hmm. audio learning, and then there's, you know, visual learners. And so there's Mm -hmm. these different types of learning that we in the modern world we know about, but we mostly hang out with just the visual and maybe the auditory and really not take into a, a, a fact that there's a kinesthetic learner and I'm the kinesthetic learner. I'm raising my mm-hmm. hand real high because mm-hmm. that's, that's how I, I learn. 
Um, and I learn in different ways as well, but mm-hmm. my best lessons are the ones that I've been able to put some type of movement to. And so realizing that there are some people who have, um, who are, don't understand it, that's kind of the point of this podcast to hopefully Mm-hmm. reach those that are Christian creatives and artisans that they didn't know that they're one. I, I'm a real late bloomer and people like, how you, how you not know you've been doing this for <laughs> such a long time. And it's like, well, you know, I knew I loved the arts when I was a little girl and I was in high school in drama. And, and, you know, when I got to college, pretty much the same. I hung out with all these creative people, but nowhere in my wildest imagination that I would believe that God would call me to be a creative artist minister and be able to help people recognize and see the gifts and talents that are within themselves. And so I love being that level of a conduit for him. Um, And so it's been like an amazing time with you because I've seen um, the amazing singer that you have. You have an amazing voice. And then to see um, you become this dancer. And I believe you've always been dancing, like you said, but the the connection. And I remember one rehearsal where uh, we were all just, you know, listening for God. And I remember you were stuck on one part and you said, I'm, I'm telling you, I don't see it. And I hadn't told you, no, because that's you're not doing that. And then when I shared that, you're like, oh, well, that's why I'm not. That's why I don't see. That's why I don't see it. And it was nice for me on my end to see that, you know, God had been able to infiltrate and started to place his vision and a spirit in you so that you would know if you weren't getting something that that truly wasn't your part, but the beauty of you learning and growing and um, being wanting to know and wanting to see how God was going to manifest in not only your life, but your children's life. And I know you have a quick story of this one dance that you choreographed for the church and it really was never for the church. Could you share that story? You're giggling because I know you know it. Go ahead. Absolutely. Um, we were choreographing the uh, a song for a Christmas song, and um, we didn't get the opportunity to minister it here in California. But lo and behold, we didn't realize where this song would actually be ministered. And we actually left for Christmas to Japan overseas and was called to on the spot really during this jingle bell run and it was a whole lot of you know japanese um uh ambassadors and the military and all it it was just a really big thing that that was going on it's called the jingle bell run and a part of that uh requirement of, of the run was each team had to perform an impromptu dance <laughs> so um once we got to the judges after the run, we ran three miles and then we come, it was me, my son, my daughter, and my youngest son and my husband, we ran our three miles. And when we came in front of the judges, uh, we had to perform a dance and they were truly blown away because we had already had this dance choreographed, even down to 
my um, six-year-old who knew the dance. <laughs> and uh, we won the trophy. We won the uh, actual uh, performance that was there and not knowing to us that we were even going to be a part of that. But that's where God, it's amazing how God is, is because we thought we were choreographing it for one area, but God says, no, I need you to, you know, he'll take you across the ocean and, um, you know, have you do something and minister something there as well. So I think, you know, I just, I always look for those moments, those God moments when he wants to interrupt things because it's his will. (laughs) <laughs> it truly is his will and his will be done. Um, so there's a, there's another aspect of that, too, because I'm looking forward to what God is doing, is going to do in the future as well. Um, like we said earlier, Joe was uh, letting everyone know that we will be stationed overseas again in Japan, Okinawa. And I'm looking forward to uh, building a platform over there for our you know company. Uh, Joanne's company and the young ladies and the poetry, then maybe God will use that and open up an avenue for that. So, you know, if you're listening, just pray for that, that God will open up a avenue that we will be able to share the gospel um, over in Okinawa, Japan. Amen. Amen, Ronnie. Wow. So that's your new project that you're going to be working on when you get to yes, Okinawa? <laughs> Wow. Yes, ma'am. Already got my marching orders. Yes, ma'am. Oh my gosh. I'm 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 aware. Um wow. So uh wow. Okay, well Ronnie, um I am I'm excited. Uh thank you for coming on my show today. Um it's meant a lot. You are my little uh you know creative person that I'm like, Bonnie, I got an idea, um, but I'm still going to call you um, and I'm still going to, we're still going to be connected at the hip forever. Um, <laughs> but I do appreciate you coming on my show today and um, sharing your heart. I really think that your words and your experiences are going to um, enlighten someone who has not had an opportunity to really kind of hear God and to just take a leap of faith. I think when you came to my first rehearsal for dance, (laughs) it was definitely a leap of faith. And um, you didn't, um, you didn't let that stop you. In fact, you encourage your, all your kids to get involved, even those that didn't think they could dance. So, um, and now you can't stop them from dancing. So um, I've seen a lot of growth, and I'm excited to see what else God has for you. I think this time in going, it's not like, okay, I have this information, and I know what to do. It's like this time you're going, and you're going with a purpose, and you're going with a knowledge that this is something that I can do, this is something that I can bring, and this is something that I can teach. And it's, so it's not, it's not the same as before. You know, I think you're going with a greater purpose. And so that's exciting. So I definitely wanted to catch you before you flew the friendly skies of United (laughs) over to Japan, way far away from me. But we will always be close and know that I love you and I appreciate all that you've done and been able to come and be in my productions and my uh, dance sermons. And so it's been... uh, a pleasure and um i love you so much i just wanted to share i love that. you too. 
I'm a Christian creative artisan. My name is Veronica Early, and I listen to Salt and Light Art Podcast.